Welcome to this episode of Danzanru Origin Stories, where we ask members of our Danzanru community to share about how they got started in the arts, their origin story. I'm your host, Hilary Kaplowitz, Sensei of Pacific Jiu-Jitsu Kai and a professor of Danzanru Jiu-Jitsu with the American Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We're joined by Professor Robert Hodgkin of the American Judo and Jiu-Jitsu Federation and co-sensei of the Shin Budokai in Lehigh, Utah. Welcome. Happy to be here. Terrific. Well, let me go ahead and jump into the first question then. So how long have you been training in Donzanru Jiu-Jitsu? You know, I started in 1982, so that, that's about 39 years. Um, can you tell us about your first day in Donzanru, like how old you were, where, and who was the sensei? Yeah, so my first sensei was Professor Gene Edwards, and uh, I was 21 years old, and I was a junior at uh, Pacific Union College, which was in Angwin, California. And some of my friends were going off the hill and into the town of Calistoga to take jujitsu classes. And once I found out about these classes, I attended my first class with my girlfriend. And that was begin the beginning of my love of jiu-jitsu and a lifelong journey. And that was my future wife's first and last class. Oh, okay. Well, maybe another interview uh, for that uh, story. <laughs> but <laughs> why don't you go ahead and tell us what made you want to start training in the martial arts? You know, I had always wanted to do martial arts. I, I wasn't a very big guy, but... Um, I was pretty athletic, and I just always wanted to learn a martial arts. I mean, I in high school and college, I would go to the bookstore, and I'd buy martial arts books and magazines to read. I, I loved watching any movie or TV show on martial arts, you know, whatever happened to be on. But I just never had an opportunity to take a class before. Um, so I was always looking. It's great that you found it. Um, can you describe one of your earliest memories of jujitsu training? Yeah, you know, I, uh, since I, or Professor Gene Edwards was a pretty big guy, and uh, I didn't really realize it at the time because I just thought it was normal. But he would lead classes, you know, the warm ups and uh, rolls and falls, and he was always at the head of the line doing the rolls and falls. And he was such a big guy that he just seemed to float through the air and land very softly on the mat every time. And uh, in, in the class we classroom, we could never say the word can't on the mat. If you did, everyone that heard you got to throw you. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he was an amazing guy. And I, I just didn't realize it at the time until I had been in martial arts for a long time. That's amazing. I, I love to hear stories about people's senseis and, and what they meant when they when they were training with them. Yeah. Um, let me ask you now, what's your favorite list or technique to practice? You, you know, my favorite list is Nagi, and probably my favorite technique is Hanigoshi. And, and the reason is because I, it was one of the harder throws for me to learn, but it soon became my favorite to do once I'd kind of figure out, figured out the intricacies of it. And I've always told my students that if you can get Nagi down and understand it, the rest of the list will be easier to learn. Nice. I love that. That, that, uh, that art comes up for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I love Nagi so much. And 
I've always enjoyed getting to teach that uh, course with you. Yeah. So um, let me ask you now, what have you found to be the most challenging thing about training? You know, one of the, the hardest parts of training for many people is getting to the dojo. And that was the, the case for me as well. It, it was trying to balance work and family and my love of jujitsu. But I was there every class unless I was out of town or had an uh, important family obligation. And this can be really hard on your loved ones who aren't on the mat and they really don't fully understand the commitment or the desire to, to just go and be there and learn. I mean, it's, it's something I still look forward to today to actually be there and, and teach and train and learn. And it is something really special that we do. Yeah. So tell us about the proudest moment in your jujitsu career. You know, there are a number of things that, that stand out in my mind. I think uh, getting my shodan was the biggest achievement. It's something that you work really hard at. And it's really the first level of the Don ranks. And then probably when I received my AJJF professorship. But I think my proudest moments were, were watching my son and daughter move up through the ranks. You know, they're doing something that I love to do. Um, unfortunately, they only got to their brown belts. I, I hope someday that they will get back and, and uh, get to their black belts. Um, but I, I loved that they loved what I was doing. Um, and it was such a big part of my life. It's wonderful. Now, after all these years of training, what is it about jujitsu that keeps you interested? You, you know, the more that I learn, uh, the more that I realize just how much more there is to learn. And, and to me, this, there's subtleties in every art that make it a little more efficient with less effort. And it, those, those same principles make it more painful for Uki. And so even though you understand Yuara and you get your Shodan, it changes it Nidon and Sandan. And it's, it's ever evolving. It never, I, I don't think you ever ma truly master a technique because there's always something ex extra to add to it, some little thing or some little secret. I love that. So my next question is, if you could go back in time and give yourself advice early in your jujitsu career, what would you say to yourself? You know, I think I would have, I told myself to start martial arts at an earlier age. I, I still started at 21, which is early for many, but I think I would have as a teen would have gotten more out of it because the teen, teen years can be very difficult and challenging in school. And, and I think even more so today with, with all the bullying and social media and stuff that's going on for the, for the teenagers, I, I just wish I would have had it sooner in my life. I think my teen years would have been a little easier. Yeah. Well, those were my questions and I just wanted to, end with is there anything else you want to share about your origin story or your experiences doing dons on Ray jiu-jitsu you, you know i want to i want to tell a story about how i met my current professor or my current sensei professor dennis estes so i got my green belt under professor gene edwards in california you know like the last class that i was there before moving to utah he promoted me to green belt and i had was trying to you know find out is there a Don Zanru school in Utah 
Well, Gene Edwards did not know at the time that Dennis Estes was out here and teaching. And so I was kind of thinking, man, what am I going to do? I want to continue my jujitsu training. So we, we moved out here and I'm trying to find something martial arts to do. You know, I didn't know what style, you know, what, where my path would lead. And so I was driving by a martial arts school one day and I just figured I'd stop in and just kind of see what they do and, you know, what, what style they, they are teaching there. And all, on a bulletin board at the front desk, there was a business card of Sensei Dennis Estes and he taught Don Zanru Jiu-Jitsu. And there was the AJJF logo. And it was like, it was like this bright light went on, like, I'd won the lottery and is like, Estes, he must be related to Bud Estes. Don Zanru, AJJF, I was, I was excited because, you know, Professor Gene Edwards didn't know of the school being out in Utah. So I quickly wrote down his number and called, uh, at the time, Sensei Dennis Estes that evening, and he told me when classes were, and I said I'd be there, you know, the very next class. So I show up at class, and he got class going and then he pulled me aside and wanted me to show him uh, some of my UR that I had learned in California and everything I, and he was my Uki and everything that I tried failed to work on, on Sensei Estes. And I, I think he wanted to see what I knew for one, but I think he also wanted to see how I would handle the pressure of failing to execute these techniques. And, I'm I'm a, I'm a green belt. I, I I should know my Yawara, right? And it was a, it was a humbling experience, and uh, you know that was kind of the start of my experience with uh, Professor Professor Dennis Estes in Utah, and that was the continuation of my journey and my love for Don Zanru. And I owe a huge debt of gratitude to Professor Estes. You know, he shared his knowledge with me. He you know, his dedication to the AJ and JF. And I can never repay him for the gift that he gave to me freely, but I can honor him by passing Don Zanru on to others. And it's, it's become a huge part of my life and something I want to share to others for what it has done for me that I hope it will do for them. And so I, I owed Professor Estes just a great great deal of gratitude and debt and something I can never repay. So he's a great influence on my life. I'm so glad that you shared that part of your origin story. And I know today you and Professor Estes uh, co-sensei together, correct? We, we do. I, I, um, I was just getting ready to get my AJNGF showed on and he moved away and it was like, no, <laughs> I've lost my sensei. He's gone. And he was always a phone call away, and uh, he continued to, to teach me from afar. And then uh, I was fortunate enough when he moved back to Utah, and uh, we decided to combine and have a dojo together, and, and that's been a great experience. That's wonderful. I'm so glad that uh, you were able to join me today and to share about your, your origin story and your experiences in Danzan Jiu-Jitsu. Well, thank you, Professor. I appreciate you doing this.